This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. All right, I'm about to quit playing. I am about to quit playing. You already know. Good to be back. Recording on a Sunday doesn't usually happen, but hey, I had a lot going on this weekend. So we're going to get it going, though. So let's start off with this. DC has allowed fans back for the Wizards and Caps. 10% for Wizards, 10% for the Caps. So for the Wizards, fans are allowed back on the 21st versus the Warriors. And the way Steph Curry is playing, yeah, we definitely need fans for that. (laughs) And the the way the Wizards are playing and the way Steph Curry is playing, that's going to be a hell of a game. If you get to go to that game, oh, man, you are one of the lucky. You are one of the lucky ones. It's going to be fire. Like, real, real live. Curry out here making 10 threes every other game. Like, and the Wizards don't play defense, and they don't, they definitely don't play defense on Steph Curry. But they should win that game with the way they're playing right now. But I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, DC United fans and um, Nationals, the DC United and the Nationals, that capacity increased from 10% to 25%. So that, that's going to make tickets cheaper for sure. I mean, I just got tickets for the Nationals and Cardinals on Wednesday. So I'll be going to that. My app is showing that it's supposed to storm. So oh, here we go again. Of course, of course, that's just my luck. I finally get to go to a baseball game and it might get postponed because of the weather. That's that's just my luck. I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, it is what it is. Hopefully, you know, I get to replace that ticket. Hopefully, I get to switch it out for something else. I I hope not, man. I, I hope I don't have to go through all that, man, because it's annoying. It won't be as many fans there as usual, so maybe uh I'll get to do it right away. Or I'll just have to call them. But that's, that's not good. But ultimately, I'm glad that DC Sports are back as far as having fans in the stadium because we were one of the few places that didn't have fans at the stadium. And now all our major teams are allowed. And this is good for Washington football team. They might mess around and be allowed like 50% or more. That's significant. But I don't really go to them them sitcom games. If I want to watch a comedy show, if I want to watch sitcom, I look at Family Guy. I look at Saturday Night Live. (laughs) Like... I don't need to watch. I don't want sitcoms in my football. <laughs> I mean, unless they're playing the Eagles. Now, nah, I got to go see my birds. So, they're playing the birds. Okay, maybe I'll go out there and see that. And, of course, you know, they got Patrick Mahomes coming here. And, okay, that might be interesting to me. But I'm still probably not going to go. Because I know Washington football team is going to get smoked. But we'll we'll get to that when the time comes. I'm just glad we're back. We're back, baby. Let's get it. I love it. Let's get it, man. Uh, it's going to be fun, and hopefully cases, cases, you know, are under control and no one really gets sick and there's no outbreak. I mean, compared to where we were a year ago this time, it is a blessing to be able to be allowed to go to these games again. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I, I definitely can't wait for Wednesday. 
I probably should have bought tickets for Tuesday because I, I didn't think about the weather. Of course, you don't. When you buy baseball tickets, if you're smart, you'll look at the weather. But I wasn't smart. Maybe I could switch it out and get Tuesday ticket and get a ticket for Tuesday, even though it's a later start. Maybe I could get a ticket for Tuesday and then that'll be easier for me to to manage. Hey, we'll see, man. Now, speaking of the Wizards, though. So the Wizards have won six of seven. Wizards have won six of seven. And speaking of tickets, so they play the Cavs like three times in like three weeks. They played them twice in like five days. So they played them here next Sunday. If I could cop those tickets, I'd be great. But it's probably not going to happen. But I'll be in Columbus the next week when they're when they play Cleveland, when the Wizards play Cleveland on April 30th. Maybe I could go, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm gonna make it to that game, but I have a better chance of going to the one in Cleveland. They've been allowing fans pretty much the whole season. So I can I could go to that one. Tickets are a joke right now. Like the I saw tickets on sub of like twenty something bucks. Really? For the Wizards and Cavs? Westbrook and Beal? Coming to your city? Nah, that's kind of a joke. But whatever, I'll I'll take it if we get to go. That's two hours from Columbus. I I might get to go there. But the Wizards have won six of seven. Okay, their only loss was a blowout versus the Suns, who are on fire. They're trying to compete to be the best team in the league. Like, that's no shame in that. And you should have saw that coming anyway. Because, and also Bradley Beal didn't play, so that didn't help. But the thing about, the thing that, like gets on my nerves about that game is that the Wizards and Suns was a close game until the third quarter and then the Suns just ran away with it. I looked up and they were up 20. And I was like, well, well, fuck. <laughs> what are we doing? And I'm looking at this right now, the highlights of the Suns and Spurs and the Spurs were down night. I mean, the Suns were down 19 at halftime. I'm like, come on, we could have did that in Phoenix. They're losing to the Spurs. They're getting blown out by the Spurs, man. At home. Like, you kidding? Whatever. Anyway, the Wizards, 6 of 7, including beating the Jazz at Utah. So, we swept the Jazz. How are you going to beat the Nets twice? The Jazz twice. You beat the Clippers. But you can't beat the Knicks. You can't beat the Hornets. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's part of the Wizards roller coaster. They're kind of like OU baseball. They're roller coaster. A lot of losing and some winning and some really big wins, some head scratching losses. But the Wizards look like they're in this thing. I mean, they look like they're in this thing. So, I mean, a lot has happened with the Wizards the past week. I mean, or a week and a half. <laughs> I mean, let's see what they've done lately. So they've won four straight, right? They beat the Jazz. That was a really good win. They beat the Warriors, where Damon Lee, I don't know what he was doing. He had a chance to... The Wizards had control most of that game, but then the Warriors... Same thing with the Jazz game. They both like tried to come back at the end, but then they choked. Because the Wizards played good enough defense to stop any game-tying, game-winning attempt. And the same thing happened against the Pelicans, because Daniel... Daniel Gafford had a clutch block against Zion. But they're doing great, man. And 
They just beat Detroit last night. They blew them out. I don't know why we ever lost even one game to Detroit. Should have blew them out every game we played them, but we didn't. I'll be happy with this last win because that would be four straight. Bill had 37 versus the Pistons. Westbrook had some crazy alley-oop, which another sign that Westbrook is fully healthy. And this team is dangerous with a healthy Westbrook and Bill. Period. I say, Like I said, this team is way too talented to not make the playoffs. And now Daniel Gafford comes off the bench and gets double digits and erases shots. Like, he has... He has eight blocks in his last two games. I that, I didn't even know who he was last month. But we traded for him from Chicago. And he has been amazing. He's been way better than Mo Wagner and Troy Brown combined. Way more useful for our team. And I'm just happy. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And you know what? I've been wanting for them to tank for a while. Um, plus, uh, Daniel Gafford was plus 16 against the Pelicans. He, he might as well be the MVP of that game against the Pelicans. Because I don't think we win without him. But this team, man, you got to be kidding. Is in the playoff race. They are tied with the Bulls for 10th place. The Raptors are a half game behind them. The Bulls got the tiebreaker, though, because we lost two or three. That's another head-scratching thing about the Wizards. How they lost to the Bulls two or three. But they beat the Nets two or three. I, I, whatever, man. He blew out the Celtics too. But this team is in it. You know what? I'm ready for the playoff race. I'm down. Like we're gonna win. We're gonna make the playoffs. I'm I'm down now. I'm I'm done with the lottery talk. I'm done with all of it. We're making the playoffs. I'm I'm settled now. I'm I'm here now. We're going to the playoffs, and they have a good chance. Of making a run. They have a great chance of making a run, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. I mean, what, the Knicks are in that mix, and we have to play the Bulls or the Raptors. We, I mean, I don't think we've beaten the Raptors this season, and we lost two or three against the Bulls. I mean, those are our play-in matchups, potentially. And then the Pacers, I, we beat the Pacers. Like, I mean, guys, like, with Westbrook and Bill, anything is possible. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro. They can make the playoff. They will make the playoffs. I I can't see it. I mean, and look and look what we got lately. We we got OKC twice. We got the Cavs twice. We got the Warriors at home. Like, why not? They can do it. They can do this. Come on, they should sweep OKC and. I don't know. The Cavs are a tough matchup, but I, I, the way they're playing, they could sweep them too. I mean, the Cavs are what the second worst team in the East. Like we don't, we don't beat the Cavs, dog. We loafing. Like we don't need to be in the playoffs if we get swept by the Cavs. Beat both of them. That's that should be four wins right there. The Warriors are they're kind of like us. They're inconsistent but talented. We should beat them. Take care of business at home. Fans in the building. Come on, man. That should be win number five. And all of a sudden, we're going to create room and separate from the Bulls and the Raptors. That's what we got to do. That's who we fighting with for that last playoff spot. And then we can catch the Pacers and maybe the Knicks. And then we'll really talk. Hey, it's a game changer with this play-in tournament. 
Because usually, you know, the Wizards were ninth last year. You know, usually they just be out with this record they got. But they're in it. They're in it. So, I love it. I mean, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Oh, man. And then Westbrook. <laughs> He had a he had a triple double streak. I think it got broken last last night. But dog, this team is something else, man. Let's see the Nats. So the Nats are now five and seven. See, I started my notes on Tuesday. At the time, they were three and six, but they won a few games after that. They won two of three since then. Oh, I think I wrote my notes Thursday. Well, they've won two of three since then. Um, I should have known. Uh, not to panic with this team because, I mean, yeah, they got swept by the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the best team in the league. They're destroying everybody. I think they've lost, like, two games. Like, they that's no shame in losing to the Dodgers, especially when two of those games were winnable. Like, we pitched well enough to win, especially that one where we only lost one nothing. Literally no one else had a hit but Justin Turner. Joe Ross was cooking once again. Joe Ross has come out the gate really well. Like, he's he's doing great. I mean, he had 11 scoreless innings in his first two games. Incredible. He's like the opposite of Patrick Corbin, who has a 21 ERA, and in his last start, gave up 10 runs in two innings. That is literally the only game he lost to the Diamondbacks. I don't know what's going on with him, man, but right now he's a liability. And he was 2-7 and seven last year. He's 0-2 this year with a 21 ERA. He's, like, the only weak spot. Like, okay, all these new guys, we had, like, like Josh Harrison, Josh Bell, uh, Schwarber, Avila, they all caught the COVID L. And Brad Hand, they had the COVID L. And also Yangons. They caught the COVID L. But then they came off that L and started cooking. They started cooking. And now we doing something. You look at the NLEs. It's it's early, but no one's further than two and a half games ahead. Like No one's really separating. It's early. Uh, the Braves came out the gate slow. I don't expect them to. I don't expect them to keep slumming like that. Eventually, they're going to get it together. So, we, we we got time. But we're doing good. We're keeping pace right now. Um, Getting back on track against the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks, winning both of those series after, you know, letting the Braves slip, Braves series slip away and then letting the Dodgers sweep us. Like, this is a good bounce back. And you know what I'm saying? Um, They lost to the Cardinals 14-3. But they won the other two games. Lost to the Diamondbacks 10, 11 to 5, I believe. Yeah. 11 to 5. And you, you know what I'm saying? Strasburg got roughed up against the Cardinals. But it's it's okay. Because he did great against the Dodgers. He did great in his other stops, uh, start. No, no, it was the Braves. He did great in his other start against the Braves. And, you know, Scherzer's just being Scherzer. But we need some run support. Like, Scherzer got outdueled by Kershaw because we didn't have that run. So, I mean, it's no shame losing to the Dodgers. The the Braves, I mean, we should have had them, but whatever. I, I like where this is going. I, I'm glad I didn't panic 
because this is a team that has started 19 and 31 two years back to back. The last two years, they started 19 and 31. So what what I expect this. And this is what this is what the Nats do. They come out slow, they kind of middle around, and then come September, they turn up. That's been the Nats the last two years. Two years ago, it resulted in a World Series. Last year, it was too little too late because we only were playing 60 games. So, I mean, it's okay. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, Juan Soto's batting 318, two home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, Jan Gomes, 368 out the gate. Josh Harrison, 10 for 18, 556 out the gate. Like, I like where this is going. We got our new guys back. Kyle Schwarber had a crazy walk-off home run a few nights ago. Man, we good, bro. We good. Just keep, stay afloat. Try to fix Corbin. Try to fix Corbin. Keep getting um, Joe Ross. Keep getting the best out of Joe Ross. Make sure Eric Fetty's doing all right. And, you know, Strasburg and Scherzer do their thing. Like, we're, we're good. We're, we're good. I mean, we got the Diamondbacks. Okay, no. We got the Diamondbacks today. Should beat them. And we got the Cardinals the rest of the week. I'll be at one of the games. And then we got the Mets again and the Braves. You know, we got to take care of business. And if we do, we might mess around and end up being in the league. Dog, the Caps. Okay, real quick. The Caps are dominating. They're 29-12-4. Like I said, this is part of the cycle where they do just enough to get home ice or the best record in the division, and then they choke in the first or second round. This is what happens. That now we're in that part of the cycle where they where they start, you know, playing good enough to be the top team. I don't know. They they kind of I don't know. They might be winning me over though. They might be thinking, have me thinking that this is not the same old Caps because they just they just blowing people out. I mean they they beat the Flyers twice. They beat them eight to one and six to three. They beat the Bruins. No, they beat the Flyers six to one. They beat the Bruins eight to one. I don't know how they lost to the Sabres. I don't know how they only beat them by one last week. I don't know why they're struggling with the Sabres lately, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the season, I see the season isn't over till May 11th, but the way things are going, they'll definitely be in the playoffs. And they should have the top seed. Like I said, we're just heading towards that collision course between the Capitals and the Islanders. And a big trade happened with the Capitals, though. They traded away Jack uh, Jacob Vrana, a popular goal scorer for the Caps. But what I noticed, just listening to the radio alone, that Jacob Vrana was in the doghouse. He was getting less minutes. He was getting less ice time. The coach ain't really messing with him. He's in, I mean, he just, it seemed like he lost confidence and he just wasn't playing well. I wasn't expecting him to be traded. But then when I look back on everything they've said on 106.7, I guess it makes sense. It just wasn't clicking this year and he wasn't, 
getting along with the coaches, it seems. So, traded him for Anthony Manta, who was from the Red Wings. And Jacob Rana scored with the Red Wings, but Anthony Manta scored three ga- three goals with us already. He's only been here like five games. He scored, he has three goals. So, okay. So, I guess both guys needed a fresh start. And that's fine. Uh, a little bit more about Vrana. He's the 13th pick in 2014. Game selling goal and the Stanley Cup. That that's probably what made him a little bit more popular. He had no points the last two postseasons. So I mean, the team and the fans had high hopes for him, and it just didn't work out. It, it just didn't work out. It happens. The same thing with same thing with Troy Brown Jr. He's like Troy Brown Jr. pretty much. Except he's done more and actually made the playoffs. But that's neither here or there. But <laughs> uh it, it it happened, you know, he's gone and hey man, the cap's gonna keep on rolling and Anthony Manta looked like he is fitting in nicely. And I love it. I uh, just got to keep watching the Caps. And, you know, I I will really, really be impressed. Like, they're, try, they're trying to make me, they're trying to reel me in. I'm not trying to fall for the trap of them just playing this amazing hockey, thinking they're going to win it all, just to be disappointed in the playoffs. I'm not trying to, no, man. I can't fall for it yet. I need to see more. I need to see what they actually do in the playoffs. All right, man. DC United hired a female GM named Lucy Rushton. So she's the second female GM in MLS history. She comes from Atlanta United. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense why we hired her. Because Atlanta United came out the gate. Man, they got an MLS title. They've been in the playoffs damn near every year. And it's just like they're a dynasty right off the gate. And she was part of that, I guess. So it, it makes sense to bring her here. And we got a new coach, too. So maybe this will start the D.C. United turnaround. Maybe we could get to where we were in the 90s where we won like four straight titles. And we won one in 2004, too. But we haven't really outside of Wayne Rooney. Take Wayne Rooney out. And they have not done anything since 2014. If you take Wayne Rooney out, they've been terrible. Other than that, since 2014. It's a shame. But with the moves they making, let's see what happens. They beat NYC FC not too long ago. Uh, yesterday, and I'm happy about that. So, already a good start. They're already doing well. Let's see what happens. Oh, she was also with Watford and Reading as well. I'm excited about her. On paper, it looked like she's dope. It looked like she's fire. And, you know, our former GM is the president now. I'm excited. It looked like they're, they're going in the right direction. All right, enough about DC sports. So I watched some HBCU games. Yeah, they, they had a doubleheader last week. I watched the Alabama A&M and Jackson State game, and no one was playing defense. It was high-flying offense. It was great TV. Uh, I guess Shandor Sanders isn't playing yet. I guess he'll play in the fall. But, yeah, he isn't playing yet. And, well, it doesn't even matter about Jackson State offense because their defense, 
their defense giving up a lot of points and yards. I mean, every time I turn around, A&M was just moving down the field. They did whatever they wanted, running, passing. A kill glass is like the truth. Like He was 27 of 40 for 440 yards, six touchdowns. He looked like Dak Prescott out there, like seriously. And he just, whatever he wanted. He wasn't getting touched. And when he did get touched, it was a penalty. (laughs) So the guy was destroying them. And they have an All-American receiver in Ibrahim. You know, he had five catches, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. Then he had another 100 yards receiving against Alabama State. Like, okay. They kind of still in the show. They're in the same division as Jackson State. And Jackson State got a lot of hype because of Deion Sanders. And then Alabama A&M stole the show with their high-flying offense and their really legit quarterback. The thing about them, they got this quarterback and they got some really good receivers. And this, this team is really fun to watch. I didn't get to see the Alabama State game. I've been busy all day Saturday. But I see that they won that 38-14. And Glass threw for another 372 yards with three touchdowns. And he had five carries for 45 yards. So he had another 400 yards of total offense. Like, by himself. And they and they had 533 total yards against Jackson State. And they won for 52-43. And they won. They shut out Alabama State in the second half in the next game. And I, I want to see what this team does in the SWAC championship. The way they're playing, I can't see Arkansas applying bluff beating them. But I may be wrong. I may be wrong. We'll see. Because I didn't think anyone would beat Jackson State. And they're 4-3. So, there you go. <laughs> Man, very fun to watch. So I, I gotta watch that Alabama A and M Alabama State game. It's probably at least the highlights because I know it was insane. So the second game of that doubleheader was Dell State versus Delaware at Dell State. Dell State is a big part of my family, like on my dad's side of the family, because my dad ran track there and graduated from there. My sister graduated from there, and also. Um, my aunt worked there. So I had an aunt that worked there. Big part of my family. And it's not that far. It's like an hour and a half, two hours at worst away. So it's not, it's not that far. So, I mean, so I've been to Dell State a ton of times. You know, I got accepted by them. My dad didn't really want me to go there because he knew I had better options. But, I mean, I kind of considered them, but, you know, I ended up going to Oklahoma and the rest is history. But about this game, you know, anytime they play Delaware, I'm hyped. I'm like, yes, maybe it can finally happen because they never beat Delaware. And the last time I saw them play Delaware was against Joe Flacco, and that didn't go well at all because Joe Flacco just dominated. He was a hot NFL prospect. I mean, what did you expect? And it was a playoff game. I mean, Delaware was number six team in the country this season. I'm telling you, two minutes into this game, and I was like, 
Delaware State has no chance. I think they were trying to cover their receivers, and their receivers was just just wide open. They were killing their DBs with, with the routes they were running. And the quarterback was just missing them. Delaware was playing with this team. And I really wanted Dell State to win. And the game's at Dell State, too? You know Dell State's an HBTU. They just, Dell State was fighting. Like, you tell, you could tell they really wanted this game. And they really wanted to fight and win this game. Felt like they were taking this person. They just didn't have the talent, bro. They just did not. Now, they, now... They got an NFL head coach, you know, NFL lineman as a head coach. He went there when my dad was there. You know, he was a star lineman when my dad was at Dell State. So my dad probably knows this guy. So his claim to fame is to is getting a Super Bowl with the 49ers. Ever since 2000, see, he's from here. He's from here. He's from D.C. Uh, he's from pretty much from DC. I mean, he pretty much he grew up in Southern Maryland. He went to school in Southern Maryland. Like that's like, like the Waldorf area. That's like thirty minutes, forty five minutes away. Whatever. So he he was coaching at La Plata when I was starting out as a ref. So I could have had him, but I didn't. Like I didn't get. I don't get those games usually because it's it's far. It's kind of far. Going the other direction. I guess they got a bunch of Southern Maryland refs. But anyway, you know, he has NFL experience. And he's been a, a line coach there before. So he's been there since 2018. So, you know, they'll State, you know, trying to go in a positive direction. Of course they beat Howard again. Of course they did. Because they're better than Howard. That, that sucks, but whatever. Basically, man, they're on the rebuild. Delaware is one of the best FCS teams in the country. Like, and, and Delaware was playing with them. Like, it was 10 nothing in the first quarter, and then they got the 24 nothing. It's just that Delaware couldn't get – Delaware State couldn't get nothing going on offense. Their quarterback was, was terrible. Like, he was – okay, 7 for 18, 92 yards, 3 picks, and a fumble. I think the fumble got called back. Okay. Delaware was up 34-7 after. Delaware State got their two touchdowns. The game was 34-14, right? They got their two touchdowns from punt block. This could have easily been a 55-0 type of game because they were just outmatched. And it's sad, you know, because I wanted Dell State to win. And you could tell that they, they really wanted it too, but they just... They were just too, Delaware was just too much. And their quarterback didn't even play it that well. I mean, 11 for 19, 167 yards and a touchdown. He had one call back, so that could have been two touchdowns. They rushed for almost 200 yards. Like, they just did whatever they wanted. And if they weren't sloppy, they could have won by 50. And it, it's a shame, man. You know, hopefully one day I'll get the see Delaware State beat Delaware. Uh, hopefully. But the direction their programs are going, it's going to be very hard for Delaware State to compete, period. I mean, like, Delaware put their backups in in the fourth quarter. Like, they just, they had control. I'm going to just monitor Delaware State. You know, I, I watch them a little bit closer because I do like their effort, but the talent just isn't there. The second worst team in the MIAC or 
at worst, at best, middle of the road. So they got some ways to go. All right. Um. Let's see. Okay. The Hawks. So the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, are killing it. They're one of the, the league's hottest teams. They're 14 and 5 since the All Star break. They had won three straight before losing to the Bucks. A game I, I saw the end of on ESPN, and it just looks like the Hawks were there. And then all of a sudden, the Bucks are up 15, and I'm like, it's over. It's over. They couldn't stop Middleton. He showed some crazy stat on ESPN where the Hawks only beat the Bucks like twice in like the last five years. Like, it's crazy, man. The Bucks are in third. They're firmly in third. They're like six, seven games ahead of the Hawks and the Celtics. In third, so they're comfortably in third. They're clearly better than the Hawks. But the Hawks are on a roll, though. Like, they're still on a roll other than that. They're 30 and 26. 30 and 26. Before the Bucks game, they were 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. They're in fifth place. Remember, they were behind the Wizards at one point. They went from that to fifth place. They pretty much did what I was hoping the Wizards would do. Uh, if you ask some Wizards fans, that would include firing their head coach, which Atlanta did. And then. All of a sudden, they've been on a roll. Could have been the Wizards. I, you know, I, I, I didn't say it's fire Scott Brooks. I, I think he should stay the rest of the season. But they could have let him go, and who knows what that would have done. But the Hawks are rolling, and of course, I, I take an interest in them because they have Trey Young. So I'm definitely interested in anything they do. So, yeah. I mean, Trey Young is 25-9-4, and four, like 25 points, 9 assists four rebounds a game I, i'm telling you man he is going he is going to be one of the greatest point guards ever he has a chance to catch john stockton i truly believe that if he can just stay healthy and consistent he can catch john stockton in assists and he'll average more points than this guy but i think the way he's heading if he can maybe win some titles he could be up there with with isaiah thomas you know, he could be up he could be considered in, in the same breath as Isaiah Thomas and Jason Kidd. I, I I don't see why not. I mean he plays like Steve Nash. Steve Nash and can shoot threes better than Steve Nash. I'm telling you, this this guy is is legit and Clint Capella Clint Capella is averaging fifteen and fourteen. So that was a hell of an addition. They picked them up last year. John Collins averaging about 18. They got a nice little team over there, and that's this what I was hoping they'd do. I'm telling you, I would love to see this team in the playoffs. Hopefully they keep it up. But as of now, like they're probably going to have to play the Celtics or the Bucks in the first round, and uh, that's going to be tough. I don't know if they can get past one of them teams. In the playoffs, God forbid they got to play the Nets. I don't know. I don't know if they win the game against the Nets, but I like the direction that team is going. I don't like the Braves, but I like the Hawks. The Falcons are okay. The Falcons are in the middle for me. I don't. I don't hate them like the Braves, but I don't like them like the Hawks. We'll see, man. I, I think they'll be in the playoffs, but I don't think they'll get out of the first round. Just watch this team next year. They could be like the Suns and rise to be the top of the East. Going to be tough with the way the Nets, Sixers, and Bucks are playing, but 
It's possible. It's possible. We'll see, though. Okay. There is more Eagles disrespect. It's a foregone conclusion. Everyone expects the Eagles to be in fourth in the NFC East. No one expects the Eagles to win more than four games next year. They don't take our coach seriously. They don't take Jalen Hurts seriously. They think, you know, we got all our stars are old. Well, some of them are. They just don't expect much from the Eagles at all. I mean, the media, the fans, everyone's disrespecting the Eagles. And you got to remember that we got to play the games first. Like, okay, we're in the same position as Washington football and the Giants last year. Even I said Washington was going to win at least five games. They won seven. I wasn't that far off. The two Eagles wins. I didn't expect them to sweep the Eagles. That There you go. That's your two extra wins. You know, y'all just disrespecting the Eagles. I know they got to play the Chiefs. I know they got to play the Chiefs. And I think they play the Packers too. Like, But it's okay. No, they don't. They don't. I, I know they play teams like the Chiefs. I know that people think the other three teams in the NFC East are better. We got to play the games. And I still think they got a good core. We got Brandon Brooks, Brooks coming back. Got Lane Johnson coming back. We add one more piece on that line. We're back. We're back up front. We still got Fletcher Cox. We still got Brandon Graham. We still got Darius Slay. All we got to do is maybe draft a linebacker or something and maybe get another, like, offensive piece or something. This could be a decent team. But y'all trying to say they're going to be fourth. And and the main reason why I bring up the Eagles' disrespect again is because J.R. Sport Brief, a shout-out to him, I love his show. Love his show. He comes on 10 to 2 nationally on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, he comes on 1067 The Fan in D.C. Uh, every weeknight, pretty much. And he was doing a top six list like he does every Wednesday. And he was going through the, the worst run franchises. So the Kings were number four. And that night, they had lost to the Wizards. So I was laughing. I was like, ha ha, they, they trash. Yeah, I know they trash. While they were losing to the Wizards, he said they were number four. Worst run franchises right now. This guy ends up saying maybe 10, 15 minutes later that the Eagles are number two worst run franchises, worst run franchises right now in sports in 2021. I'm like, oh, here we go. Not him, too. Everyone's expecting us to be trapped. Well, he's pretty much throwing shots at the Eagles the entire year. Like, he, he doesn't expect them to be anything jr is funny too so he's gonna say wise things about the eagles and i'm just like y'all gonna see jalen hurts is underrated nick sirianni he hasn't even coached the game yet you don't even know what he's gonna do he just came from the colts the colts are y'all think highly of the colts right the colts offense way better than the eagles like the colts offense is, is actually pretty solid I mean, I know they're known for their defense these days, but I mean, he has a pretty good track record. Y'all, y'all at the the press conference, man. Y'all, y'all think everything is a joke. It's not. Like the press conference was just a one off. Like you still got to see what he gonna do on the field. Y'all gotta quit the disrespect. Y'all gonna see. Y'all gonna see. I think the Eagles win at least seven games. They can. 
They they can win seven games. Okay. Split with everyone in the division and win four more games. They could definitely do that. They might sweep somebody in the division. The way people sleeping on us. Unbelievable, man. Well, it's not unbelievable. I mean, I understand where people are coming from, but I believe in this team and I'm adopting the underdog mentality about this team because I've never seen the Eagles disrespected like this ever, ever. Even when at the end of Andy Reid's tenure, I've never seen him disrespected preseason like this. Them guys going to have to prove them wrong. They have to prove everyone wrong because this is ridiculous. So Lou Dort got 42. He had 42. Man, Lou Dort is like that. Lou Dort, I just love his story. Undrafted, Arizona State, and he did. he had a hell of a playoffs against the Rockets. Man, he had 42 versus Utah. The best team in the league. He was 7 for 11 from 3. Four steals. Everyone already loves him. So I can't imagine the, how the OKC fans took that. Like, I, I can't imagine. They probably went crazy. They probably lost their mind. But he's averaged 13 a game. He's been inactive sometimes. He's been very up and down. I mean, he's, not, he's known for his defense, okay? Like, that's the main thing. That's his calling card. So him averaging 13 is is fine. But 42 points, that's what's up. Yeah, I I had to take notice of that. That was very interesting. All right, so now let's get into the Sumer Schooner. Hi, I go from talking to the Thunder right into the Sooners. I know my Oklahoma followers on Twitter. I know they're going to love that. But, man, uh, Oklahoma Sooners got a new women's basketball coach, Jenny Baranchek. And I was looking up her resume and stuff, and she was 192-96 as a Drake head coach. As the Drake head coach, that's Missouri Valley Conference. So, just like men's basketball, we went with the hottest, one of the hottest mid-major coaches and got him to come to Oklahoma. That's what's up. It looked like she got a nice family, you know, a husband and a few kids. She, she seems like a, a good coach, and good uh, family woman, you know. She had a 49-game conference winning streak. That's crazy. Or maybe it was a home winning streak. Still, that's crazy. She had six 21 seasons. She was a hell of a player herself at Iowa. You know what this reminds me of? Bob Stoops. I know a lot of people have probably came up with that comparison already. But player at Iowa uh, was a good assistant coach, good head coach. Well, Bob Stoops wasn't a head coach until he got to Oklahoma. But a good Iowa player that comes to coach at OU. Okay. I don't think she's going to be as legendary as Sherry Cole or Bob Stoops. But I like that comparison, the, the Iowa connection between her and Bob Stoops. Hopefully they connected. You know, she already connected with Lincoln Riley. I saw that video. That was pretty cool. Let's see what she can do, man. Like, looking looking at what she did with Drake, if she can replicate that success here, oh, we'll be 1-2 with Baylor for years. And we'll pass Texas and West Virginia. I mean, Oklahoma State is probably our biggest problem. They just beat us three times and pretty much ended our tournament hopes back in uh, March. So, let's see. Things are moving in the right direction. and. Uh, I like I like that. I like this hire. 
And I like this woman so far. See what happens. I kind of watched five minutes of the press conference. It was a 49-minute press conference. I Come on, man. I, I don't think I had the attention span for that. But <laughs> Okay. Softball didn't play Baylor. That got rescheduled to April 28th. So instead, they had a little round robin or whatever with Mississippi State and Louisiana Tech at Louisiana Tech. No surprise. They annihilated Mississippi State. They annihilated Louisiana Tech. They both got run ruled. Mississippi State's got like no SEC wins. Like they're not very they're not very good. But I was saying Kalani Ricketts was the coach of that team. It's actually Samantha Ricketts that is the older sister that I just I barely missed at OU. I could have saw her at OU, but I, I just missed her. She's the coach of Mississippi State. Okay. That's where that connection came from. Killed them. Killed Louisiana Tech. Then we got Texas this weekend and already killing them too. We beat Texas 11-1 to and 10-2. to Both of those ended in five innings. And that series is in Norman. And the single game tickets are sold out for the rest of the season. So I know the fans that got to go see that, I know they love that. They had... I know they had to love that. Our biggest rival, and we're destroying them like this? Usually when Texas comes to town in softball, they put up some sort of a fight. But they just getting their butts. And Oklahoma Sooner softball is 32-0. And they still have the best offense in the country. They are trying to be the greatest team ever. I can see this right now. But I'm peeking around the corner. And Texas is number seven in the country. They're making them look like trash. Now, they got Oklahoma State coming up eventually, like uh, a few weeks from now. They got Georgia next week at Georgia, doubleheader. I was afraid of that matchup, but if they're doing Texas like this, and I saw Georgia play versus Florida, I'm not impressed. So I'm like, we could beat, and we're going to kill them too, even in a doubleheader. And we got to play Wichita State, who's number 25. Probably going to beat them, especially since the game is in Norman. Like, going to kill them. Baylor's a doubleheader, and they're not ranked anymore. There's a stretch where they got to play, like, six games in seven days. Can they have an off game one of those games? Especially against a ranked team? Maybe. But the way they've been playing so far, they're probably going to run through those guys. And they're going to be 37, 38, maybe 40, you know. Like, this might be the greatest team ever. We'll see. We'll see. They still have to play some ranked opponents. And then once they get in the tournament, things are going to get a little bit tougher. It's going to be a little bit harder, especially when they get to the Women's College World Series, which I fully expect them to be there. You know, we're going to have to see probably UCLA again. And UCLA has, they still have Rachel Garcia. I don't know how. I mean, I guess she was only a sophomore two years ago. Okay. They still got her. They still got their entire coaching staff. So that's going to be tough. Oregon got one of our longtime assistants on their team, and they're number five in the country. So I'm looking at those two teams and then Alabama and Arkansas. Like, there's some teams that can threaten us nationally, but the way the way they're playing right now, and they could possibly be the greatest team ever, 
They might mess around and just destroy those guys too. Hey, we'll see though, man. We'll see. Oh, Kaylin Sooner Girl. When I said, when I had that bit about OU softball, that the only, the only thing that can stop OU softball is COVID, she told me not to speak that. She kind of scolded me for that. I appreciate that. I do have to stay positive. I, w- I do have to say that this is the this could be the greatest team ever. That they're going to be the greatest team ever. And they're going to bring home the national title. I have to speak positive. I can't, you know, speak COVID on them. Especially when it could result in somebody dying or getting sick. So, I, I can't do that. She's she's right. So, I'm, I'm glad she, she she told me that. Uh, yeah, I'm glad she got on me about that. I appreciate it. Uh, that's Kaylin Sooner Girl on Twitter. I don't know. I guess I could, like, I don't know, at her or something. If you want to follow her. Let's see. Trajan Bridges and Seth McGowan. Like, wow. Crimson Park Apartments. Apparently, they're two suspects in a robbery. And I just heard that one of them may have pistol whipped somebody. What kind of, what kind of nonsense is that? Why? Why would you do that? What What were they thinking? I need more. It they, they had to have been some reason. May. They had it had to have been some confrontation. I know they ain't just do it for the thrill of it. I know they ain't do that because they was broke. Why? It it had to have been some confrontation because that's the only way I can make sense of this. And even then, you take the high road because you're an OU football player. You got one of the best conferences. I mean, you got one of the best teams and programs in the country. It's gonna be national news, especially state and local news if you do something dumb like this i you know i gotta see what happens but it ain't looking good for those two i don't think they're gonna be back they're gonna be gone trajan bridges it took him almost a whole season to come back from the drug suspension and then this man it's not good it's not looking good for either of those guys but let's see what happens with the investigation and let's see, uh, you know, what really happened. Now, if everything is true, it's not good. They're going to be gone. And it's not a good look for our program. Yeah. So let me get off the Sooner Schooner. So let's get off the Sooner Schooner. And I'm going to go over my top 10 crushes list. That's what I do every 10 episodes because it's episode 90. So I did the crushes list on episode 80. I probably do the final one, the big all-time celebrity crushes list, episode 100, and then I'm done with it. But crushes poll, this time episode 90, here we go. So number 10, Rachel Nichols. I've I've always I've always liked her, always. I had a huge crush on her at the end of high school and beginning of college. So I've, I've always liked her. So she always on my radar and probably will be on the 100 episode list um melissa mccarthy actor i don't know something about her i know she's a big girl but something about her bro i i just i you know i, I just like her just I'm, I'm losing my words right now but she's she's funny and she's attractive to me zamo mbatha like i may be saying her name wrong but she was in coming to america too you know, she was the girl that ended up marrying the new prince. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's a great actress, and she looks oh my god, like bad. She's bad. Like she's bad. Marley Rivera, 
probably twice my age, but she's a baseball reporter, big time baseball reporter. Got a um a contract extension, I believe. So she's making she's making guap. Probably makes ten times what I make. <laughs> for now, for now, I'll probably flip that once I get going. But yeah, I, I like her. You know, Hispanic reporter too. She speaks multiple languages. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing, and you know she she tweeted me back. I I, I added her on a tweet. I don't know why, but she tweeted me back, and we talked about the Nats a little bit. I like that, and she's been on my radar ever since. So there you go. So number six, Gab Gowdy, one of a popular female sports social media personality. Yeah, she's she's cool, man. She's she's cool, you know. I like how she engages her followers. I like how she just takes a stance against people who bully her and harass her, especially about her look. She owns it. She always, you know, wears some <laughs> amazing looking stuff. She always she always takes hot pictures. Just to, just to stand up to people who who body shamers or slut shamer. She stands up to that and be like. Yeah, I look good. What? What you gonna do? I, you know, I like that. She's cool. She's a she's a Cleveland sports fan, huge Browns fan. So if you're so if you're a Cleveland sports fan and you like hot chicks, well, some people probably say she's mid. Check her at Gab Gowdy. I don't know. I, I'm not about to spell it on the air. You just just look it up. You'll find it. Lauren Chamberlain, number five, OU softball legend. I've liked that. We went to school together. We went to OU together. We never had any classes together, but. I saw her on campus all the time. I watched a lot of her games. I loved her OU. She was fine back then. She's really fine now. She's a legend, period. Zoe Saldana is number four. I see her on those beer commercials. Another chick I liked as a kid. And now she's reappearing. A hell of an actress. She's on my radar with them Corona commercials. I think it's Corona. Whatever. Looks amazing. Love her. Feminista Jones, number three. I never thought she'd come down from number one, but here we are. Black feminist. Great writer. I follow her on Patreon, and she sends amazing articles, very insightful articles. I could share some if y'all want about race and gender and um, just other feminist stuff um <laughs> I, i'm losing it right now but mainly about about race and race relations she's very smart ivy league grad and you know she's thick yeah, i like that too she's just one incredible person uh to me to me yeah there's some red flags here and there but yeah okay becca winkert number two wizards bay i, I just gave her the nickname wizards bay Huge Wizards fan, director of the Wizards blog. She covers the Wizards, like, really closely. Um, She's amazing. Another really, you know, fine, amazing social media sports personality. And, you know, she does follow trains, so you can, you can follow her and you could, um, I don't know, tweet something. It's a, um, an emoji. You tweet an emoji. And people will like your tweet and 
you can follow people and people will follow you. You know, she does stuff like that. Her comments on the Wizards are always on point, and I, I love how she uh, defends Westbrook on the daily. And, you know, uh, she always plugging her Instagram. Becca MVP. I think it's the same thing on Twitter, at Becca MVP. So follow her. She's amazing. Number two. Number one, Joy Taylor. Every time I see her, it's like, damn, Joy. Damn. Damn! Co-host of The Herd. She has her own podcast. Maybe I'm crazy. I got I to gotta go back and look at that again. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, uh, not much to say about her, and um, she always clapped back at Twitter trolls, which uh, she kind of go too far with that, to be honest. But that's her thing, whatever. But she's looks amazing, and she does great work in sports. She's been doing this maybe for like twenty years or so, but she's been on the scene on TV since 2016 at, at least at least from what i know of so joy taylor incredible legendary a beast <laughs> all right now it's time for the hypothetical game of the episode a struggle with preparation it was supposed to be Delaware versus Delaware State rematch with a demigod Russell Westbrook on Dell State's team. But we'll save that for next week. So I just did another What If Sports quick uh, plug-in. And uh, last night I played my little cousin, William, in 2K. We just we saw it was an Xbox. We was like, okay, let's play. We tried to play Madden. That didn't work. Uh, we got to play 2K18 because all the other 2Ks weren't working for whatever. We was over our big cousin's house. Well, his uncle's house. His uncle, my second cousin. We was over his house. He has a nice house, nice family. We had a party. We threw some stuff on the grill. We hung out and talked and, and played pool. I didn't play pool, but me and the 13-year-old, I guess his 13-year-old nephew, my little cousin, we played 2K18, and he got me the first game. He had the Warriors, and I had the Cavs. But then I destroyed him the next two games, especially the third game. But the first game, he accidentally chose the 91 Warriors. And I knew something was wrong when I saw Chris Mullins on the court. But, you know, we backed out, and we chose the right teams. He chose the legendary Warriors with KD and Steph and clay and i was dominating until the end when he got hot with those guys we went to overtime and then he won by like nine but whatever that's neither here nor there me losing the 13 year olds what else is new? <laughs> but yeah but this time you know this is a quick hypothetical game of the week what would happen if we would have ran that game what would happen if you run that game the 91 warriors Versus the 2018 Cavs. I laughed at this because I was like, oh, LeBron would score 50. They wouldn't stop LeBron. They have no one on their team that can stop LeBron. I, I know this for a fact. The little bit I know about the Warriors, like, this, they had no, they couldn't even, the 2018 Warriors couldn't stop LeBron. How could the 91 Warriors stop them? And you know what? 
they they did okay, I guess. I mean, LeBron had 29, 24, 9, and 10 against them in this hypothetical what-if sports matchup. So, 24, 9, and 10. 9 rebounds. 10. He almost had a triple-double. One block. But Kevin Love was the main star of this. Like, he had 24 and 15 with two threes. So, I mean, and then Jeff Green off the bench had 17. D-Way off the bench had 11. Like, this team, not bad. Like, this was the team where they had no business in the finals, but LeBron carried them there anyway. And in this game, the Cavs won 131-99. to they, they killed the 91 Warriors just how I thought. It wasn't much of a, a battle. It wasn't much of a game. It's just that the Cavs jumped out on them in the first quarter, uh, 37-21. Then they continued to extend their lead, and by halftime, they were winning by 27. And the Warriors put up a fight in the second half, but it was pretty much over at halftime. I mean, when you're down, I mean, when you're down 27 at halftime, I mean, it's pretty much a wrap. (laughs) But, you know, run TMC, I guess they did okay. I mean, Chris Mullen had 21 on 10 for 20 shooting. Eh, That's okay. Tim Hardaway was 5 for 15, 16 points, 7 assists. Mitch Richmond had 14 points on 16 for 14 shooting. It's kind of rough for uh, Hardaway and Richmond, but I mean it's it's LeBron. You can't can't stop, and that's pretty much it. It's, I ain't gonna go into too much detail. Just know that the 2018 Cavs destroyed the 91 Warriors, and the player of the game is Kevin Love. So that's the hypothetical. Oh my god! <laughs> that's the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode, and you know that I'm out. Peace. Oh, psych I lied. So right after this, I got I got flag football uh playoff social league. So we end up in the wild card game because we lost a three-way tie for first because two of our losses, one of them was we were missing half our team and somehow lost and lost by eight because we had a slow start. We scored like two touchdowns in like two minutes and almost won that game. We have a chance to rematch that team if we win the first wild card game. We're going against the worst team in the division. We should kill them. Then we'll get that rematch with the team that we shouldn't have lost to in the rain. And then our other loss was who's the number one seed was to this team where we were winning, but we got in a fight. And the refs ended it and gave us both losses. So we shouldn't be 4-2. and two. We should be undefeated. But we're not. We're in third place. We have to play an extra game. That might be to our disadvantage. It might not. We'll see. I'll keep you updated. I'll tell you how that goes next week. But for now, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.